You're listening to Bite Size Confessional, a new segment of Grad School Confessional where we take a deep dive into a humorous, controversial, or thought-provoking confession from a real grad student in under 10 minutes. I'm your host, Dr. Yoa Sway. I'd like to welcome back my co-host, Anna. Hey, Anna, I got a question for you. What? You think you're better than me? You think you're better than me? Well, that depends. If it has to do with writing or intelligence or hard work, then yeah, I think I'm better. But if it has to do with humor or writing or interpersonal things, Uh uh then also, yeah. Huh. Well, you're certainly more humble than I am. Today's story has got a lot to do with ego. I don't know if you're aware of this, but after getting their PhD, many people also receive a false sense of moral and intellectual superiority over others. You don't say. What? Me? No, 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 no. I'm very aware of how great I am. Unfortunately, others' egos can often get in the way of more important things, like doing your job and supporting those around you. Sadly, today's grad student recounts being on the receiving end of their supervisor's ego. They write, On Monday mornings at 7.50 a.m. every two weeks, my supervisor and I have our so-called breakfast meetings, and on the invitation states that I, the PhD student, should bring the coffee. This week's meeting, I didn't bring my supervisor any coffee, and he asked me why. I said the coffee machine needs time to warm up, and I couldn't make one. He stated that I should have come 15 minutes ago to turn it on. After that, I stated calmly that it is not in my contract. He acted surprised and wanted me to repeat what I had said. I then added, it's not my job to bring coffee. After which he said, oh, we don't have to talk then, and left the meeting. I find it so unprofessional that he invited me to these meetings, which are one hour before my working hours, and just because I didn't prepare him a coffee, refused to talk to me. By the way, I should probably mention that I'm the only employee that is not allowed to do any work from home, while others in the group can choose two days of the week. Even though what I do is completely doable remotely, and I did for months, he banned me from doing home office work anymore. Another thing he talked about was that I should drop everything else not related to my PhD and report to him what I had let go of. He basically tries to intervene with my personal life, which he has no right to do. I can go on for hours, but these are the recent ones that I live with. Everyone in the group has some problems with him, and I don't know how he's still where he is. Bruh. I feel so bad for this student. Oh my gosh. I like, it's so hard to believe that this is an actual thing. Like a grown person throwing a tantrum. Yeah. Where is my coffee? I mean, that's also me in the mornings, but. <laughs> but, like, but the machine makes it for you, you know? I know. <laughs> and it sits there for an hour before I actually wake up. <laughs> no. But yeah, it, like, it isn't their job to bring coffee. That's so ridiculous. Nobody's job to bring coffee. Yeah. Also, too, why would you ask the poorest person in the lab to bring coffee? And also, like, if you need it so badly, then just make it yourself. Or if you're already, you're clearly at a university, just buy one. Bring it. Like You have the money. Yeah, it honestly just feels like the only purpose of having the student bring the coffee is to have the student bring the coffee. You know what I mean? (sighs) Like, it's some sort of, like, respect or, like, some sort of... Bring me the coffee so I can, you know, overtly exert my power on you. It's so strange. I've heard um, anecdotes from 
other graduate students, especially those in the States, where like it's common practice for them to bring snacks and coffee to like mm-hmm. their committee meetings. Interesting. Yeah, like they're responsible for it. And like the committee members will like basically place orders and what? being like, yeah, so you're like catering your committee meeting. Unreal. Like I, I remember in my lab meetings, we used to, someone would bring in sort of like pastries or homemade things mm-hmm. every week or I guess two weeks. But we would take turns and it was expected that everyone would take a turn to do it, right? So it wasn't as if, you know, it was just the grad student every time bringing it in. Yeah. And like your supervisor brought in food too. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a definitely. potluck thing. Uh-huh. For sure. Yeah. It, honestly, that whole thing was more about the person making the thing, right? So it was about, mm-hmm. you know, putting in some... Yeah, <laughs> clearly didn't care about the quality. <laughs> it, was, it was the effort that counted. It was the effort that counted. Yeah. But I wanted to bring up the point that, like, there's these kinds of power struggles everywhere in academia. Like, the supervisor-student one is probably the most obvious, mm-hmm. right? Where a lot of people I've heard, their supervisor, you know, tells them exactly what they need to be doing, what they're studying, what classes they take, when they should be in lab. But, yeah, I've heard other people, especially, like, at our institution say, oh, I wish I could just take this class. It's not in my degree, mm-hmm. but I want to take it and learn more. But my supervisor won't let me. And I'm just like, what do you mean your supervisor won't let you? You're an adult. You're paying tuition. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm going to take all the classes I can. I'm milking that baby for yeah, all the time. Seriously. It. Like, every year of my PhD, I pay tuition. And I was not taking classes all that time. So, I, you know, basically got to use it for something. But I mean, there's also, I think, the element that's kind of separate but related to power struggles, which is ego. You know, people who are in positions of power who also feel this sense of superiority over others and feel the need to demonstrate that, you know, whether it be through, you know, bringing coffee or having someone bring Mm -hmm. coffee to you. But I think some people are even worse than that. You know, I've heard stories of PhD students that were basically worked to the bone like they were in at lab for 40 to 60 hours a week their supervisor would micromanage them and it was kind of if you couldn't cut it you would leave right yeah. you were just out yeah and again i think this is incredibly um it's incredibly prevalent in lab work and mm-hmm. kind of basic science research mm-hmm. because i think there's just so many people in the phd programs and you know you can recycle them versus I think in a lot of like health sciences mm-hmm. or humanities, like yeah, the projects take a lot longer. You kind of have to have someone. Yeah, around. but you also like you can't spare graduate students. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's nobody coming up after them. And you raise a good point. I'm very confused as to why supervisors and advisors, you know, people and just you know PIs really feel the need to do this kind of thing. When really it doesn't benefit anybody. Like no. it doesn't benefit the student very clearly. It doesn't benefit the university to constantly have this high turnover. And it doesn't yeah. benefit you. It's your graduate student. It's like keying your own car. <laughs> right. Like you would want this person to succeed because inherently their success is your success. You know? Yeah, exactly. And then, like, if they leave and they had a terrible experience, like, you know they're going to talk shit about you. Oh, 100%. And, like, your reputation is at stake. Although, I think that's also another problem with ego. I think ego extends beyond just the individual and the individual 
you know, researcher to the university. Mm-hmm. And I think we call it reputation or we call it, you know, yeah. these, these highly, you know, ranked universities. But at the end of the day, it kind of puts people in a weird position where I want to come out of this degree saying I went to this prestigious university. I'm going to have to go through shit. Like that's just part of the job. Right? Yeah, but it's also okay. Okay, so academia is incredibly toxic, and you start <laughs> obviously, da doy. But there's almost this like idea that because people who are in these like higher positions of power now went through shit to get there, mm. that they have to like now crap on the people below them. Mm-hmm. And that's a terrible mindset to have. You're supposed to make it easier for the people who come after you. Yeah, yeah. You gotta like let them stand on the shoulders of giants, not like crawl up your leg, you know? Crawl up your leg hair. <laughs> I, you know, I was thinking of that imagery, but I didn't want to bring it up. But okay, you brought You're it welcome. up. You're welcome. Okay. So in sum, just don't be a douche. Like, it doesn't help you. It doesn't help your students. Yeah. Don't be a douche. Eventually. I'm like, I wish the students would, like, unionize and just all have a walkout. And just, like, that way the supervisor is left with nobody. I believe it was Karl Marx. (laughs) 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 What? (laughs) This has been Bite Size Confessional. I'm Dr. Yoa Many thanks again to my co-host of Equivalent Greatness, Anna. Mm, Of equal or greater value. All right, let's settle this right now. Power struggle. Arm wrestle. Let's go. All right. Well, it's an audio recording, so you probably can't tell who won. If you enjoyed the show, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes so that others can benefit from our mediocre advice. Please also share us with your social network and follow us on Twitter at GSConfessional. And if you have a confession you'd like to make, please use the anonymous link in the description or email thegradschoolconfessional at gmail.com. We're waiting for your funny, interesting, or controversial confessions. Until next time, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Principal Investigator, Amen. Amen.